Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome into The Scraby Show. I'm Matt Scraby on 97.3 The Fan. If you want to watch on YouTube, you can. You just need to go over to YouTube. And search 97.3 The Fan. You can find the live shows there. Also, if you would like to check out some old shows, you can go and look uh, through the different uh, videos that are on the YouTube site. You can also watch on X. If you just go to 97.3 The Fan SD, you could also watch on Twitch, 97.3 The Fan, and Facebook as well. So now that everything is all set up, we can uh, move forward. And I appreciate everybody joining me tonight. I don't know what today... Why today has been so weird, but I don't, I've been kind of in a weird mood all day, like very quick to be angry at something, very uh, slow to forgive something. And I don't know if it's just a Tuesday. I don't know if I'm nervous about the Super Bowl. I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed, but that's uh, the guy that walked into these studios today, and I've been trying to fight it all day, but I'm very excited to be here tonight, so I will not be in a bad mood tonight. I appreciate uh, I appreciate uh, Dan saying Scrabinators reporting for duty, Castro Scraby time, uh, Diesel, this is Scraby's world, we're all just living in it, and then Evan is... Um, he is a big fan of my Britney Spears talk. He calls us the Britneys. So I uh, appreciate everyone who's tuning in right now on the stream. Maria, good evening. I hope you're feeling better. Scraby's Scrappers. I uh, love that, actually. Um, I'm going to, I was going to read this, but I'll hold on a little bit. It's about, I, I haven't read the whole thing. And after today, when I played the Kadarius Tony audio and there was a swear word in the first three seconds of it that I didn't really necessarily uh, catch, I'm going to read that in the break and we'll come back to it. But it's been one of the slowest off seasons possible for baseball. I mean, I know a couple years ago, maybe more than a couple years ago, three or four years ago, it was pretty slow. Not many owners were spending money because they were saying they were poor. But this year is just slower than a snail. I said it, slower than a snail. And it's putting a lot of, I don't know, it's just, it's just really making me think that this Padres season coming up is going to go 
in no, in a direction we all didn't ever expect it to go. And I'm not saying that they're going to be terrible this year. I think that they're going to be good. I mean, they still have their core players, but it's not filling out. The roster is not filling out how I expected it to. And again, I, I, I think that the front office has a plan, but... When I see these MLB trade rumors uh, articles saying that the Padres are among teams interested in Michael Lorenzen, I it doesn't it doesn't get me excited about that signing. If they did bring him in, he's 32 years old. He was with the Phillies and the Tigers last year, but he he had a 3.80 ERA as a Tiger, and he went 105 and two thirds innings and 18 starts. And he he did a pretty good job, but when he was with the Phillies, everything turned around. He had a good debut for the Phillies, but then he went and he, I, I I believe it was like an eight ERA with the Phillies. So I'm not really sure where Michael Lorenzen would fit into this mix. Um, I know that the Padres need an arm, and they need a a starting arm right now, and so I can understand why they would bring him in because he's a guy who's pitched at the major league level. And so it's not like they're going to be kind of going in with a question mark, but, and Michael Lorenzen is not this next guy that I'm about to bring up because he is uh, not on the end of his career. But when the Padres brought in Jake Arrieta, it was like, I think that was two years ago when they brought him in, it was kind of underwhelming. And so, Michael Lorenzen is a a serviceable major league pitcher, but I don't know that it's going to excite me to have Michael Lorenzen a a part of the starting rotation when the, um, when the season starts on opening day, or at least when they go to Korea to play the Dodgers. I'm not real sure. If you have any thoughts about what's going on with the Padres, give me a call. 833-288-0973. And, you can let me know how you feel about Michael Lorenzen. You can let me know about how you feel about how this all is shaping up for spring training, which, again, it's in like 12 days. And I really am not trying to be a fear monger, but I'm just not seeing how this is going to look. I'm just not seeing where we're going to be in 12 days. A lot can happen in 12 days, but it seems like with the way things are going now, I just don't know that we're going to see a complete overhaul of this roster in 12 days. Not that it needs an overhaul, but it it definitely needs some support. And right now it doesn't necessarily look like there's going to be those, not even big names. I'm talking about mid-level names like Michael Lorenzen, I think is someone that maybe hardcore baseball fans know, but if you just ask the regular baseball fan, I don't think they know who Michael Lorenzen is. And I think those are the type of players that the Padres are are looking at. And there were alternatives out there. There were definitely peop- guys that could be signed that are veterans and that could help the team either in the clubhouse or you know on the field. And one of those guys was actually signed today. It's time to get caught up on the latest with the news of the day. All right. News of the day 
is another one of those weird days, but we're going to start with uh, the number one news story. And that is going to be the fact that the guy I was just talking about, Justin Turner, was signed by the Blue Jays. They uh, signed him to a one-year, $13 million deal per report. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because Justin Turner was a guy that we kind of talked about. And we, we talked about him you know, a couple weeks ago, bringing him in because he's a good veteran. He's a valuable guy. Uh, he still had a pretty good year last year. But I, I, uh, I thought the Padres should actually go after him. And $13 million doesn't seem like a lot of money. But like I said last night, whenever I go into looking to see if the Padres are going to sign someone, I look at what their market value is or I look at what other guys in their range are getting and then I can kind of determine whether or not the Padres are going to be in on that based on the payroll limitations that is reported. So I didn't think $13 million would be that big of a deal. But Justin Turner is off the board. He's with the Blue Jays. He's 39 years old, so it's not like he's a young dude. But he is going to um, go to a team that needs a veteran presence. And so the Padres are going to have to look elsewhere for their... They're going to have to look elsewhere for some of their bench pieces, their DH, stuff like that. Like, I haven't heard from uh, Garrett Cooper. What's up with Garrett Cooper? Why why is he not back with the Padres yet? I'm not quite sure. But there are guys out there. So I, I am not closing the door on what this roster is going to look like. But I am going to say that each day that we get closer to spring training and we don't really have an answer is another day that I get a little a little nervous about things. So, again, if you have any thoughts about that, 833-288-0973. Second news story is the best MLB free agents still available. Jim Bowden, uh, Jim Bowden was uh, someone who tweeted this out, and he put all of them together. Now, starting pitchers, you have Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, uh, Mike Clevenger, Hunjin Ryu, and Michael Lorenzen. And then for relieving pitchers, you have Peralta, Maton, Stanek, Hand, uh, Junis, and Hendricks. And then the infielders, you have Chapman, Urshela, Merrifield, Rosario, Anderson, and Belt. We talked about Belt last night, and we talked about it briefly today on the show. I think that Brandon Belt might be a guy that they can bring in with as a lefty bat. Uh, he's around, we said it earlier, around $5 million, possibly. The website said he's around $2.5 million, but basically he fits with the payroll that the Padres are looking for. So maybe something with Brandon Belt. Outfielders, you got... Uh, Bellinger and Soler, H, you have a J.D. Martinez. And we talked about J.D. Martinez last night. J.D. Martinez is really, J.D. Martinez is a guy I don't know that we're going to see with the Padres. I just don't think it's going to happen because he makes too much money, and I feel like you can't count on him to be an everyday D.H. at this point in his career. And so that's... Uh, you know, one that we're going to have to keep an eye on, but those are a lot. That, that that's a lot of players that are still available. A lot of big name free agents still available. And that's five, um, eleven. I'm doing this in my head. Seventeen, nineteen, twenty-one guys. I just named there. Did I? I don't know. Yeah, around there. But it's still, that's a lot of players with two to three weeks left to go in spring training. Blake Snell. We talked about how he was. Uh, he apparently was seeking a nine-year, $270 million contract from the Yankees. Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge both told the Yankees they want him to be on the team. 
But the Yankees weren't thinking that Blake Snell is the right fit for the price that he was reportedly asking for at nine years and $270 million. And then I read earlier today that the Yankees are probably out on Blake Snell altogether. So I don't really know where the suitors are with Blake Snell, but it seems a little strange to me that he's still on the market. Same with Jordan Montgomery. I'm not sure why he's on the market as well. Unless he's holding out for some big-time contract, which that's his that's his deal. But I would want to know where I'm playing, honestly. Uh, let's see. Someone put into the chat. I'm uh, trying to find where that was. Darn it. I had it for a second, and then I lost it. Oh, here it is. Bochi wants belt with Texas. Yes, I could understand that. Obviously, Bruce Bochy has the history and the um, uh, relationship with Brandon Belt when he was a Giants manager. Brandon Belt was a longtime Giant. So that makes sense. And if if Bruce Bochy comes a calling, I think Brandon Belt will probably end up heading back to the, the Bruce Bochy-led Rangers. But we'll have to wait and see on that. All right, final story, news story of the day would be that the offensive coordinator for the Lions, Ben Johnson, stays with the Lions. And the reason I'm bringing this up, because this usually wouldn't make the top three news list, but I I think it's very important to pay attention to one thing, and that is that he is staying with the Lions because I don't think that he feels like he has much chance of success going to the Seahawks or going to the Commanders. And I, I think... In the last couple of years, some some of these guys that are right on the cusp of being head coaches, I think that they're making the right decision by maybe waiting another year before they end up being a head coach. Like D'Amico Ryans, he was a guy who was, you know, uh, in the mix for the Vikings job before Kevin O'Connell got hired. And D'Amico Ryans ended up saying, you know what, I want to go one more year uh, with Kyle Shanahan running the defense for the 49ers, and I want to round out some of my head coaching skills. And look what happened. He went to the Texans. It worked out for him. They made the playoffs. He's got C.J. Stroud. So sometimes, I guess what I'm trying to say is the opportunity is better than the job. And so sometimes the opportunity that is better for you is to stay with your team until you get the right situation. And the right situation means everything, I think, in pro sports. You you see guys all the time have a terrible uh, start to their career, maybe because they're on a team that's not very good, and it ruins them. And so I think of Alex Smith when he was drafted by the 49ers. He was number one overall. And the 49ers didn't do the best job with him. And the 49ers didn't do anything to support him. And so he was labeled a bust. But then when he went on to you know play elsewhere, he was actually pretty good. He was a serviceable quarterback. He actually led the Chiefs to some good stuff. So I think that when it's, when it's the right situation, you make the move. And it didn't, just didn't seem like Ben Johnson thought it was the right situation. So he is going to be staying with the Lions for at least one more year. All right, that is it for the news of the day. The Aztecs have just tipped off against Colorado State. I'll keep you up to date on that. When we get back, I see you on the phones. We're going to take your phone calls, and then by the end of the show, I would like to do something outside of sports, and in the event that Taylor Swift flies from Tokyo, Japan to Vegas and Australia, it got me thinking about carbon footprints, and so I'm going to go through some of the worst carbon footprint celebrities in the world and it's all about the private jet usage 
So I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but I think you'll be surprised to find out where Taylor Swift is on that list. That's all I'm saying. So phone calls when we get back. Also, more Padres talk here on The Scraby Show, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan, The Scraby Show. I'm Matt Scraby. If you want to follow me on social media, you can. At Matt Scraby, M-A-T-T-S-K-R-A-B as in boy Y. I'm on X. I'm on Instagram. I'm on... I guess I can't think of any others. Or I guess I'm on Facebook. Duh. At Matt Scraby if you want to find that. Also, if you want to find our station at 97.3 The Fan SD. And then on YouTube, you can watch the show if you go to 97.3 The Fan. Which... I don't know if you were listening to Gwen and Chris earlier, but we got into one of the most crazy, weird arguments that I think our show has ever gotten into. And it turned serious very quickly. And the argument, if you recall, was that Tony backs into parking spots and Chris and I can't stand it when people back into parking spots, either at the grocery store, at the mall or movie theater, whatever work because Tony said it gets him out of his spot just a little bit earlier and you know I don't know that we really need to save that much time but it has been a uh, I, I guess a point of contention today with listeners and with our show so with that being said I would like to we're going to get to Ryan here in just a second he, he has some Padres thoughts but I want to get to Emily real quick because Emily wanted to talk about the backing in thing. So, Emily, thank you for calling into the show. You're on 97.3 The Fan. What were, what were your comments about backing into parking spots? Well, it was a great segment. Your whole show is a great segment. But I drive for a living delivering food. Okay. And backing up is very important because when you get out and you want to leave facing the facing the cars coming in, you can go you can go in, but when you're backing out, nobody lets you back out. Customers walk people walk behind you, they see your reverse lights on and they see you want to and they won't let you out. So it's not a matter of cool, although it is cool when I see people do park <laughs> just they just whip in there. But my uh my statement is, it is, I think it's a matter of safety, if you ask me. Um, okay. But, yeah, getting out quicker, no, just getting out safer. 
getting I love out that show, safer. Though. You know, thank I thank you. I thank you very much, Emily, for giving us a call. I really, um, I understand the safety part of it. I do. I think more of what I was frustrated and annoyed with Tony for today is that he's just at work. It's not like he has to worry about a bunch of people walking by his car when he leaves work. Most most everybody's already gone when everybody leaves here. Uh, so I understand safety, Emily, and I'm all for safety. I actually just got a comment on the chat uh, from R. Garcia. I work as a network engineer. I drive a 2500, and my team asked that I, I park backwards for safety. Again, totally understand that, but... It doesn't explain why Tony has to park backwards here at work. And I've seen Tony park. He's not going to be happy with me saying this, but it took him a few times to back up into that spot. He's probably, you know, in his car right now trying to back up for like the eighth time. So all the time that he saves when he leaves, he gives back when he tries to back in. All right. San Diego State right now against Colorado State. 12.02 left in the first half. Colorado State leading 17 to seven. So not good for San Diego State. I'll keep you up to date on that. Now let's go to Ryan because he had uh, some Padres thoughts. Thanks for calling, Ryan. What was on your mind today about the Padres? Yeah, so first and foremost, uh, always back in. Uh, <laughs> you, you I am losing in. this argument. You, you know, backing in shows that you know how to drive. If you got to leave, you can't. So always back in. Okay. I but, do know how to drive. Maybe but, I am doing it wrong. Maybe I do need to back in to show people I could drive. Anyway. All right, Ryan. Thank you. Yeah. So regarding the Padres, you know, you're talking about holes in the lineup. You're never going to have a perfect lineup. Last year was, you know, the Padres version of a perfect lineup, and we couldn't get it done. You know, maybe, uh, you know, a a weak first base in terms of batting and and maybe some holes in the outfield. But, like, last year's lineup on paper was the lineup. So, you know, this year if we have some holes, you know, those guys just have to step up. Every year there's teams in the MLB that – don't have the perfect lineup and the whole team steps up the bottom of the order steps up and they they make a run so so what's your theory on what happened last year (laughs) uh who knows i mean it could be personalities i i have no idea but across the board you know outside of kim who's, who's just been consistently stepping up uh the bats the bats just didn't work. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but no, I get whatever it. it was didn't work. You know. Yeah. So it's like, you know, personally, I don't, I don't mind seeing Soto gone. Um, you know, they they say he's a generational player, and I'm sure he is, and he can swing a bat. But you know, I wanted, I wanted to see him swing the bat, and he he didn't always do that. So I don't know. I I'm, you know, I'm nervous just like everyone that we're not going to have as many, you know, solid players like. Soto and, and Snell, but at the same time, it's like they're all professional baseball players, and they'll just have to step up and, and you know be the pros they are. It's a good call, Ryan. Thank you for the phone call here on the Scraby Show. If you want to give me a call, 833-288-0973. And I, I understand what you're saying, Ryan. I really do. And I think that um, – I think this year is uh, is going to be a wait-and-see thing, obviously because we can't actually see what the roster is going to look like. But I, I just have to feel like these guys are motivated to not let what happened last year happen again. And, yes, there was a pretty complete team with the Padres last year, but there were the thoughts and the sentiments that maybe the Padres just had – they were way too top-heavy. And – 
I, I've said this before, but if you were looking at that team, the team was designed around about four guys in the middle of the lineup that needed to produce every single day. That was how the team was going to go. And it would be Fernando, Xander, Manny, and Juan Soto. That was the team last year that those four guys definitely needed to produce. And throughout the year, they didn't produce at times. And more than at times, sometimes. I can say times a million times. But I think that that was because the reason that the Padres struggled so much last year is because their big players were not contributing when they needed to. And it was a perfect storm in my mind of last year uh, as to what happened. And again, Ryan said he's not a sports psychologist. I I 100% agree with that. I'm not a sports psychologist either. But I would say that this offseason has been probably a little bit tougher on them just because of the expectations last year. Because think about it in your job. If you are expected to do something and you're 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 expected to give your boss a TPS report and the boss is like I need this TPS report to be great and you hand in a, a, a middle of the road TPS report well all the other people who are reading this report are going to be like man this is a middle of the road TPS report and I don't know if this example is quite hitting but you probably don't feel good about it when you leave that room you probably think man I embarrassed myself in front of my coworkers I, I I should have done a little bit better. So, at least for me, I would be driving home from work, and I would be thinking about how I can make it up to, to, to the rest of my, my coworkers. And so I think what the Padres, what I'm trying to say is the offseason would be like my drive home from work, where they've had this entire offseason to um, – they've had this entire offseason to just dwell. Not that they're dwelling, but to think about what – ended up happening this year and how this will or last year and how this will not happen in 2024. So I'm hoping maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit living in the clouds, maybe I'm a little bit in la la land, but I'm hoping that some of these guys thought about it during their off season and are ready to work hard and get back to playing great baseball. And I don't doubt that they're ready to get back and work hard, but this year has to be better from the beginning. And there's no real time for them to get rolling in their season. They got to be rolling from game one. Last year, I remember leaving opening day when they were playing the Rockies. And um, what's his name? Um, gosh, I can't remember his name now. He was on my fantasy team. I can't remember. He had two home runs. And I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. But it didn't feel like that team. Because I left the stadium thinking, oh, man, it's got to be better, right? Well, they, I don't think they even won till their la- their third game, maybe. And not that it's a big deal. It's baseball. But looking back, it's easy for me to say now, but looking back, I kind of felt like there was something up. And we were, throughout the year, shown that something was up. So I think the Padres are going to refocus and be ready to go for next year. And that's just, you know, me being the I guess, a positive person that I am in regards to the Padres. But I can see real quick this season going in the wrong direction if they don't get off to a hard start or hot start.
And I hope that they do. I hope that they do. All right. Let's, uh, we have some phone callers on the line. Let's go to, real quick, Sean in San Diego. Hello, Sean. How are you doing today? I'm good. What, what's so on your mind? You're in trouble, you know. Uh-oh. What did I do? Because nothing, except for a lot of cities are starting to go to diagonal back-end parking. What? Because it's safer and they have less issues with accidents. Because literally the, the angles run the opposite direction. So you pull forward, back in, and you pull out, and you're looking at the traffic. So you're in trouble because it's coming. So they're going <laughs> to... That was a really good creepy laugh, Sean. So you're saying that they're going to force us into parking uh, with our... Or backing into spots or being the, facing the right way when we're leaving a spot. They're going to force this. Yep. It's a, if, you look, if you look online, you'll see they're starting to do it in cities all over the country because there's less... The backing out from a safety issue, people don't pay attention. All of a sudden, they're hitting you. You can't get out of a spot. And so by backing in, you can get out much more easily, and, uh, and, and it's much safer. And huh? as far as the pot that you were saying, the yeah, Padres, you hope it. they've been dwelling on something. I, I really, really wonder how many of these guys did not know how, Peter, how bad Peter was. Mm. And when all of a sudden Peter was gone and they realized that they blew it, that how many of them that is going to be a burning absolute fire in their gut to say we're not going to mess up this year that is uh that's a really good point sean thank you for the phone call and thank you for the information on backing into spots i'm not going to tell tony because then then he's right i i haven't really thought about it that way and i think i mean i know these players love Peter Seidler because Peter Seidler was someone who, you know, helped them realize their dreams. Fernando got the big contract and Peter believed in all these guys. Peter Seidler was someone who, who would, he, he actually preached or he actually practiced what he preached. And and I remember we had Jesse Agler on the day that we found out Peter Seidler passed. And Jesse told a story about how, he was starting out as a play-by-play guy for the Padres and he got an email from Peter Seidler and it was an email saying, Hey, I was just walking along the beach, listening to your podcast. And I think you're doing a great job. That's the type of guy Peter Seidler is. So I can totally see this off season being an off season where I think Sean used the, the phrase burning desire. I could see why there is a burning desire for this team to come back and do everything that they were supposed to do last year and do it for Peter. It's going to be an emotional year for these guys. It's going to be an emotional year for fans. But it's it's we're all going to have I I can't really believe anything until I see it. And so that's why spring training can't get here soon enough, honestly. I'm ready for spring training to start, ready for this roster to be rounded out. I'm ready for these games to start. I'm ready to get Padres baseball going and see what we got this year. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan. I see you on the phones. We will be taking some more phone calls when we get back. Also, we will update you on this San Diego State basketball game. All of that is next on 97.3 The Fan. 
Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. I am Matt Scraby. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we have some phone calls we're going to get to here in just one second. We're also going to get to the Daily Gripe, which I know people already know. And I am going to quickly run through some of the worst uh, private jet emission offenders. And you'll be surprised at where Taylor Swift is. You'll be surprised at where she is. And I'll explain why I got into this uh you know, when we get there. But let's go back to the phones right now, and let's go with Brad. We got Brad, Kathy, and then Mark. So, Brad, you are on the air. What's on your mind? Evening, Scravy. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Hey, I heard the conversation on backing up carts and cars and all that <laughs> stuff. Hey, I work at a golf course, and okay. we back up golf carts intentionally so people can pull out into traffic and not run into each other. I so get that. value to that. So if these guys fight over that, really? Come on, boys. (laughs) (laughs) I totally understand. Like Chris and I were saying that Tony was too cool for school, but apparently I am wrong. I am wrong. No, he's doing all right. Hey, the other thing is I'm a Padre fan since 1970, and I think they should put on their sleeve this year. P.S. for Peter Seidler, but more importantly, postseason. That's their only goal this year. The man gave it all last year, and I think some of these guys – didn't understand that until afterwards. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, Brad. And thank you for the phone call. Thank you for the information on backing up. But I do know that they're going to have. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a Peter Seidler patch on their jersey. But I do like PS for postseason as well because it's a double. It's a double meaning. And I saw in the chat that someone said these guys should have been ready to go last year. And yes, they should have. I'm not going to make excuses for them because they're professional baseball players. Their job is to be ready to play baseball. But uh, sometimes things happen in life that refocus you. Sometimes things happen in life that show you, hey, maybe I should have been taking this, you know, a little bit more serious because I don't know really how much the players knew about Peter Seidler and his health. I didn't know anything. None of us knew anything. We knew that possibly it wasn't great, but we didn't know that it was as bad as it was. And so maybe the players do wake up one day and say, man, we wasted last year and it was Peter Seidler's last year. So this year we're going to do it for Peter. And if, if there's a great story, that would be a great story right there for the Padres to go make a deep playoff run, a World Series run for Peter Seidler. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I feel like these guys would try and do that for him because of how much he meant to them, how much he means to the city of San Diego, and how much Peter Seidler meant to the Padres themselves. So thank you for the uh, phone call, Brad. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, you're on. How are you? I'm doing good, Scraby. Um about the backing up thing, I don't have an issue with it. I have an issue when they back up and they take up two spots because they're not paying attention and parking between the lines. That's the thing that irritates me the most. If you're going to back up, fine, but make sure you do it properly and get into the one space that you're allowed. I am with you on this, Kathy. Our parking lot here at work is one of the worst for people to park mm-hmm. on the line. Like today. I had to drive past a perfectly good parking spot, but because someone was on the line, I couldn't park there. Yeah. And I have a daily gripe for you to use. Um, okay. These kids on these stupid scooters <laughs> that pay no attention to traffic laws, and they pull out and they fly out in front of you through a red light. I mean, especially because since I work on campus at UCLA at the hospital, mm. those college kids, like, flying across campus on those scooters, and it's like, like – 
they don't care if they get hit by a car or what. But it's just like, wow. you know, I am with you, Kathy. Up at the ornament one day. I am with you, Kathy, because there. Ha- I live near an elementary school, and all of those kids have the e-bikes, and the e-bikes are. I mean, I'm being serious. It, it could be a, a point where it's too dangerous for for them to ride on the street because, or I don't want to hit one of them and then me be blamed for for them being erratic on the bike. Exactly. But, all and right. Yeah. Go ahead, Kathy. One thing to note: our one thing to note is our owner that died this year. We also lost an owner in 1984 when we went to the World Series. So hopefully, we have some of that going for us that they're going to play for Peter Seidler just like they played for Ray Kroc back in 84. I like that. I didn't even think about that either. Thank you, Kathy, for the addition. See, we already have some precedent for what has happened in the past for the Padres to come out and make it to the World Series. I like that. Do it for Ray Kroc. Do it for Peter Seidler. Thank you, Kathy, for the phone call. And thank you for the uh, e-bike mention. I'm looking at the chat right now and... uh, Someone from my uh, team hit one of those riders, and it was the rider's fault, which, you know, is nice, but I can't see that happening every single time. I can't see it happening. Like, I lived next to that elementary school, as I just said, and the elementary school, I know that they have a program in there that the kids have to go to, and they have to learn a little bit about bike safety and wearing helmets and things of that nature. But still, it doesn't stop. I mean, if I was a 12-year-old kid on an e-bike, I would be riding around like a crazy person, too. I don't know how you stop this, but I definitely feel like I'm 150 years old talking about this right now. But I I was going to say but something else, but I, I honestly do not know why this bothers me so much. I'm going to investigate that within myself, why this e-bike thing is bothering me. Um Famous famous Solday says e-bikes definitely are not safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go to our final caller, Mark. Mark, you're on the Scraby Show. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing great. What, what do you got on your mind? Well, I, uh, I could go on for hours about those e-bike guys, but um, <laughs> I wanted to say to you, I am on board with you about the Padres' upcoming season. Last year, we started the season without Joe Musgrove. Blake Snell was ice cold. Fernando was coming off a suspension. And Soto started off ice cold. So we lost two players there, uh, Soto and Snell. I'm optimistic that this team will be better than next year's, than last year's team. I think they're going to do a lot better. I think they're going to start out a lot more on fire and win more of the first month and a half of the season they did last year. Do you, do you think, think that any part of that is because Mike Schultz going to maybe push them more than Bob Melvin? Do you think the managerial position is just, uh, you know, it is what it is, and it doesn't really – it's all about the players and not the manager? I think I think the manager has a lot to do with it. I think, I, I think Bob Melvin did a great job, but I think he was more of a, well, let's wait and see – a long season and I don't think our new manager is going to put up with that early on in the season because they have a lot to prove early on yes even though they they have a lot of unexperienced players I think they have a lot more to prove well I agree with you right there Mark thank you for the phone call um 
I, I see a chat right here um, from Beaches. I can't read. I don't know what the first word says, but this year's team will not be better than last year's team. On paper, yes, you're absolutely right. They're not going to be able to put up a team this year that will beat last year's team on paper. But I think that this team is could, in fact, be you know have better success this year. Because of all the different factors that are going into it. Because of the pitching that they got from the Juan Soto trade. And even last year, I was talking to a friend over the weekend about this. Even last year, they uh, when, when we started spring training and we heard that Joe Musgrove had dropped a kettlebell on his toe. I don't know about everybody else, but I kind of sort of felt like that was a bad omen for the rest of the season. And I really don't... I, 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 again, hope nothing like that happens here in this spring training. I'm knocking all the wood. But there was something, there was weird juju about last year. Weird stuff in the air about last year. So I'm willing to look past last year and see what's going to happen this year. But let's just hope for none of those weird things that happen with kettlebells, with everything that goes on that's happened in the last couple years. Because if I hear that someone's out because of a kettlebell, it's not going to sit well. And I don't think that's going to happen. I got to knock on all the wood right now. I really do. C20 says, I'm optimistic, but need to see how our roster shakes out. Didn't like them trading Soto during his walk year to deal with resetting the CBT. Um, I think that trading Soto was their only move. I think that trading Soto was the right move. And I think that when we see the return perform, Michael King, Brito, Vasquez, Drew Thorpe, Kyle Higashioka, when we see that return, I think that it's going to make the Soto trade easier on those of you out there that we're not a fan of trading Soto. And there was really... Unless you want to trade one of your other players, your big-name players, which probably wouldn't happen, Juan Soto was the only way to go. He had the most value, and he was not, I would say, in my mind, 99.9% not going to re-sign with the Padres after this year. The Padres just weren't going to pay him what he wants. Some team will, and maybe some team's going to get a great player. I mean, they're going to get a great player. But I don't know that you're going to get the generational player as we've been hearing about. We saw him for a year and a half play here. And at times, he looked like a generational player. And at times, he looked like a young baseball player who was still trying to find his way a little bit. And I know that's kind of crazy to say because he led the league in walks. And he did a lot of great things for the Padres. But I think maybe the hype was what hurt him in the end in the fan perspective. Because when he was traded for, it was the Padres have just acquired a huge player, a Ted Williams-type player, and it didn't work out like that. So I think it would. It, it, I think we kind of set him up for failure in a little bit that way. And we'll see what Juan Soto does with the Yankees, but it's not our problem anymore. We'll... We'll see what Michael King can do, and we'll see what all those other guys can do. All right, you're listening to the Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan. I forgot to give you an Aztecs update. I'm sorry about that, Diesel, but the Aztecs are now down 10. The Colorado State Rams, 37. Aztecs, 27, with 45 seconds left to go in the first half. 
The Rams are shooting lights. Well, not lights out, but they're shooting over 50%. They're shooting almost 40% from three. Aztecs are shooting 44%, and they're shooting 45% from three, but they're still down 10. So lots of work to do for the Aztecs to get back in this one, and lots of work to do for the Aztecs to uh, keep their, I think it's a six seed or five seed that they're being predicted right now. So I, I hope to see them go on to even get a higher seed than that. Maybe. Who knows? All right, so I said this uh, this morning when I woke up. I saw that Taylor Swift was going to be flying to Tokyo, then to Vegas, and then to Australia because she has a concert and she has a little break in between. And I went to go see how much carbon footprint does Taylor Swift use because of all this flying. And so the average American emits 15.52 tons of carbon dioxide annually. And I the 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 latest I guess report I could find was from 2022. And you know what? Taylor Swift is not even close to being to the top. There's at least 30 people above her. And I will say the number one offender at least in 2022 of carbon emissions Thomas Siebel, 4,649 tons of carbon emissions. Remember, average American only gives off or emits 15.52 tons. Then you have the Murdoch family. Then you have some guy named Sam Zell. Arthur Blank is in the top six of this list. Uh, Robert Kraft is up there. Pitbull, Bill Gates. And I'm still going down, and I still have not been able to find. I see Jerry Jones, I see Mark Cuban, I see Jerry Seinfeld, I see Jay Z, Elon Musk, and I am still going down. And Taylor Swift is not even close to the top of this. So there she is, one thousand one hundred twenty-five point three two. And so that just tells me I need to quit being a hater. What's annoying Scraby today? Let's find out. It's time for the Daily Gripe. (laughs) I saw in the chat, that was a Greenpeace segment. I do care about the environment because I feel like it's going to end up going downhill because of how we treat it. Anyway, that's not what we're here for. Daily Gripe, everybody already knows it. Everybody already knows my Daily Gripe is waiting for the people who back into their their spots. And I'm going to tell Tony tomorrow that... He needs to maybe try and go park the regular way for maybe a couple days. And we're going to time him and see if he gets out a little bit early. Because I don't think it saves you any time. But we got a lot of calls and I got a lot of tweets saying that it's the safer way to do things. And we're being forced into it in other cities. All right. That's it for the Scraby Show. I appreciate everyone who joined us here tonight. I will be back tomorrow, and I will be back tomorrow with Gwyn and Chris. Better Wood starts at 6 a.m. here on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 